Welcome back, talkers. The latest episode of the I'm Just Talking podcast. This is episode 46, I believe. And it is Halloween night, 2021. That's right. October 31st. And the way sort of my format has kind of gone, I should be doing something Halloween related. However, it is the last day of Italian American Heritage Month. This will be part five. Thanks to everybody who's been listening. Um, part three got a decent amount of listens. Part four is up there in terms of comparison, but part three got a pretty good, pretty good listens. Excuse me if you heard that burp. Um, so we are going to continue with that theme. Um, Halloween's not one of those things I, I'm really, really into, but there's re- definitely some things that you could do if you were, uh, you know, into that sort of thing, but, uh, just not my wheelhouse really. So, uh, episode one, I incorporated the reasoning behind the Italian American heritage month, how Columbus day became a holiday because they sort of coincide coincided and, and how that should also sort of, um, not really sort of how that, Indigenous Peoples Day has become intertwined with Columbus Day and the whole thing. But I I thought it was easy. I thought it was important at that time to kind of let people know that why Columbus Day became a thing, considering that, you know, modernly he's considered a very, very bad man. Um, What Columbus Day means to us and why it was important for us to have some sort of representation and those sorts of things. Um, I talked a little bit about my my heritage. Of course, I I'll say it to anybody who'll listen. Um, I'm a first generation Italian American. My parents were born in Italy and Sicily, respectively, and um, you know that's just just who I am. So it was important for me to do, you know, this this series. Hence the reason I'm not part of the reason why I'm not doing anything on Halloween. Um. Then uh, I talked a little bit about, um, well, I can't even remember what I talked about on episode, on on part two. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, oh, part two was Columbus Day, um, and then part one was why it was a holiday um, in the first place, um, and then... Columbus Day, I talked about that. And then last last one, I talked about people you didn't know were Italian. Um, you know, we have the obvious ones, like I've stated, but these are people that you didn't know. So I'm going to spend about the next 20-something minutes talking a little bit about some Italian folks, Italian-Americans, um, who you did not know were inventors sort of something that's beyond really like sports figures, entertainers, singers, actors, um, and, and even the infamous guys, you know, the, the Capones and, and then those kinds of guys. Um, so I'm going to start with the one that I find the most interesting is 
Antonio Santi Giuseppe um, Miyuki. Um, he was born in um, in April 1808. He died in 18, in October 18, 1889. He was an inventor, and he was actually an associate of Garibaldi, um, Giuseppe Garibaldi. Um, he's developed the voice communication apparatus that several sources credit as the first telephone. The, um, part of the reason why this is important is because uh, uh, he was from Staten Island um, and he connected the second floor bedroom to his laboratory. He submitted a patent caveat, caveat for his telephone device to the U.S. Patent Office in 1871, but there was no more mention of elect electromagnetic transmission of vocal sound in his caveat. In 1876, Alexander Graham Bell was granted a patent for the electromagnetic transmission of vocal sound by undulatory electric current. There's a general, he, there's a long stand, standing, of course, Alexander Graham Bell, would, they would have you think that, that he actually invented it. Um, the Italian Ministry of Cultural Heritage and Activity sponsored celebrations of Miyuki's and most Americans probably would probably say uh, Miyuchi, but there's two C's, so that should be key. Um, his 200th birthday in 2000, using the title Inventor del Telefono, um, Inventor of the Telephone. The U.S. House of Representatives also honored Miyuki in the resolution in 2002 for having some role in development of the telephone, although the U.S. Senate did not join the resolution and the in, um, interpretation of the resolution is disputed. So, um, I have read to, um, that part of what wound up happening is like, he didn't, he obviously didn't file the correct patent, but also he didn't have enough money to, and because he was an immigrant, he was sort of overlooked and that's how Graham Bell got the, the right one. Um, there is a bunch of uh, stuff in here about him. Uh, let's talk. Let's look at the the phone a little bit. Um, uh, he wrote notes in eighteen fifty seven, described the bracelet principle of the electromagnetic voice transmission. In other words, the telephone. Um, he wrote it in Italian, so that was another thing. Is he didn't speak great English apparently, so it, that was part of the reason why he had problems with the. Um, the um the I guess the writing of the patent or the patent caveat. Um between eighteen fifty six and eighteen seventy he developed more than thirty different kinds of telephones on the basis of his prototype. Um there was a there was a stamp made of him in two thousand and three. Um so it is widely believed that he had the he had he done the patent correctly, um he would have been the credited with inventing. Um, in, in December 12th, 1871, Miyuki set up an, an agreement with Angelo Zilio Grandi. Um, uh, Secretary of the Italian consulate to New York, Antonio, Angelo Antonio Tromeskin, an entrepreneur, Sergio, um, they they basically they made the and a couple other guys they made the telefono company 
The Constitution was notarized by Angelo Bertolini, notary public. Although their society founded, funded him with $20, only 15 was needed to file for the full patent application. The caveat, his lawyer submitted to the patent office in 1871, was entitled Sound Telegraph. So basically, just long story short, is that he he filed the wrong patent. Uh, maybe, maybe a language barrier for whatever the reason he filed the wrong patent. So I, I and and a little bit of the backstory is that I um I dated a girl in high school, an African American girl, um and and she was very into you know the African American story that isn't obviously widely told, and I found that fascinating and started digging for things about maybe Italian-Americans that weren't very widely known. This was one of the things that I found way back then. Um, so, um, you know, it's it's something interesting for me to talk about where, you know, you believe that, you know, Alexander Graham Bell created um, this um, between, you know, a language barrier and possibly some you know, other national origin or discriminatory reasons, um, the the patent wasn't given to him. Be, and, it, you know, basically a, a word, wording in there didn't allow him to, to be what's considered as, you know, the famous one. The other one is Guglielmo Giovanni Maria Marconi. Now, there is a Marconi Avenue here. Was it, yeah, it's Marconi Avenue. Um, in Sacramento, um, very kind of bigger street, Fulton and Marconi is where all the cars are. Um, he is, uh, he's an inventor, an electrical engineer, and he know, he's, he's known for his creation of the practical radio wave based wireless telegraph system. Um, he, I believe he, he was actually born in Italy. He was born in Bologna, you know, while it was still the kingdom of Italy. Um, but he did move to, he moved to, um, he won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1909, but he did move to, um, New York at some point. Um, and where does it say? Uh, he moved to New York and I just read it too. Um... But he is, he has a Brit, he had the British patent for the radio wave, the U.S. patent in 1870, 1897. He has a, he has a bunch of patents in here to, so he, he should be credited with creating the radio, basically. Um, he was... I forgot, I read it too, and I meant to bookmark it, but he did move to America at some point. Um, so he's he's actually Italian-Italian, but he moved to America. Um, it says here, um, in 1929, Marconi was emboldened as a, mar mar a Marquise or Marchese by the King um, Victor Emmanuel of Italy. And in 1931, he set up the Vatican radio for Pope Pius the. 11th so you know these guys that those two, so two things that, that we use pretty regularly that we are um 
are widely considered normal at this point um, that were that were vented essentially by Italians or Italian Americans. Um, I did have to look back because originally I was going to talk about Tesla, but Tesla was actually born in Croatia, so he doesn't really qualify under this. But a lot of people um, give him credit for wireless technology. But again, he was also kind of pushed aside by uh, who's the freaking guy who did the light bulb? Whoever the guy that did the light bulb was, I can't even remember off the top of my head. But um, so he doesn't really qualify. So if anybody's wondering, he's not Italian. He's actually Croatian. Um, so he doesn't qualify. Um, I have a list here that's actually also pretty interesting. Um, gotta find it real quick. So other, like other things that you take for kind of grant, like I took for granted, was like somebody that's real famous, like cartoon. If you ever watch cartoons, Hanna Barbera, Joseph Barbera was one of the partners. He was the obviously he's an animator, you know. And then of course you know the you know the Lamborghinis and the the Ferraris, right? Those guys are are pretty, are pretty famous. But then think about things that they sound Italian and you don't really think that they're Italian, but the Jacuzzi family, they wound up making the, what ultimately became the Jacuzzi tub. They developed a deep well water pump that led to the famous Whirlpool bath. Um, of course, Mayuki's on here, Mayuki's on here. Um, I'm just looking through like a list of different famous Italian-American people or like maybe lesser known, you know, there's, there's, there for, they have for law enforcement, they have like journalism and print media. They have, you know, Italian-Americans have a pretty nice, nice history. Um, but you also have to understand too, that's that some of this would have been suppressed at a time when nobody really wanted to have anything to do with Italians unless they were, you know, making food or making, you know, music or something or may play in sports. One of the fun ones is Chef, Chef Boyardi. Um, the way they had, they spell it the way that it's spelled now because Boyardi would have been like B-O-I-A-R-I-D-I uh, and then nobody was going to be able to really um, be able to say that. So they spelled it more of an English phonetically spelling it out, you know, so like little stuff like that. So, um, you just have to remember that, you know, what we've been taught sometimes isn't always true. They even have a little blurb in here with criminals. Um, although they have like three, um, businesses. Um, one of the ones I always found interesting was, um, the bank, bank of America was actually started by an Italian was originally, the um was originally the uh, Bank of Italy, and then he changed it after some years. When I think he started buying other banks and stuff. Um, where else? There was another one that I was getting ready to. Uh, I just saw. Um, oh Zamboni, you know anybody who's a hockey fans know what a Zamboni is, right? It's that big old machine that. They basic basically levels the ice off in between, in between you know before in between games on a hockey, you know it was it was made by Frank Zamboni, and it's still 
and I don't know that there's anything close to it. I don't even know if there's like a knockoff. Um, politicians, of course. Um, Ted Cruz is actually, huh? What a guy! What a douche! But it, uh, he's of uh, Italian descent, apparently. I just was scrolling through, and his name came up first. Um, I wanted to look for another category, but now I got to scroll through all this other shit. Um, scientists. Nobody I would know. So there's just a lot of Italian-Americans not otherwise categorized. Jill Biden is on here. I mentioned her. Um, there, there's, you know, of course, again, there's Charlie and Dixie Emilio. They are TikTok personalities. That's funny. You know, we have the, um, we have like all of the, um, the designers and stuff, you know, the, the Versace's and, you know, those kind of guys. What's the other one? Gucci. Um, you know, then there's, you know, the, this, the obvious Italian people, you know, um, but I wanted to kind of kind of highlight some of the ones that people really don't know of. You know what I mean? They don't really, um, you know, they just they're not really really well known out there. Um, so, you know, thought the important one was Mayuki because he's he gets left out because nobody wants you to know that. An Italian American invented this stuff. They don't want you to know that, you know, if uh, maybe it doesn't sound as sexy in those days that it was an Italian American who probably barely spoke English. This one's kind of interesting. Anthony Aduki, he was a pioneer of the medical devices. Um, he he was the world's worth. He oh. um, he was a pioneer of the medical device industry in Minnesota, best known for founding. Guidance Corporation, precursor to Cardiac Pacemakers, Inc., now part of Boston Scientist, the company. So that was the company that, he was the founder of that company that, um, the world's first lithium power, battery-powered artificial pacemaker. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Of course, people, everybody knows about who Ghirardelli is, a chocolatier, right? Um, Andrea Rossi, um, he claims to have Invented the first cold fusion device, ECAT. Um, Francis Rogallo, he was an engineer at NASA, designed the Rogallo wing, which found its greatest success in hang gliders and kites. Um, Andrew uh, Vit Viterbi, uh, he's a co-founder of Qualcomm. He is an inventor of the Al Viterbi algorithm. So like, like little weird stuff, like, that nobody really knows, you know. Um, of course, everybody knows who Johnny Brasco is, Joseph Pistone. He infiltrated the Bonanno crime family. Um, I don't know why they have lawmakers in here. Not that those guys aren't important or whatever, but those are those are things that I don't know that anybody gets one credit for being, you know. Not enough credit, probably. So, I just kind of wanted to put a bow on this whole thing. Um, where 
you know, we go from bringing a, a huge immigrant group in the late eighteen late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, to kind of having our trials and tribulations as an immigrant group, um, and the and the iron and then the irony behind sort of how we went from kind of having a hand in this mess with Columbus being, you know, celebrated and, you know, but he was only celebrated because we were, you know, under a lot of scrutiny and, you know, national origin discrimination. Hard to call it racism, even though the first wave of Italians probably didn't look like, you know, a regular American. We tend to tell people like in the Jedi sort of kind of voice, I am not the white man you speak of, but you know, there's a lot of stuff that people just don't know. Like, um, spoke with a young man today. Um, his grandma was Italian. Of course, she married into a a regular American white fa- white family, I guess. So her last name is an Italian, but he still has some of those roots. So that's good. You know, people that are four or five generations or, you know, Three, even three or even probably three or more generations removed, they don't have as much of the culture or they don't have the i the the respect for the old you know the people that came over or the old country or some of the things that Italians had to do you know laborers um there was a, a special that I heard that I've read and I'll get into these at a different time, and I don't know when um but you know when Italians came over and, you know, that's where the term WAP came from. And then they had social workers that, you know, didn't believe in the, you know, you're going to get a draft if you, if you keep the windows open. So, you know, Italians had to, you know, tried to keep their, their windows and shutters and stuff, especially, you know, on the East coast and when it got colder weather, but these social workers believed that you needed fresh air. So they would open the windows and really cause some, you know, some heart hurt feelings for these families who had babies and children and stuff like that. So, you know, they're like all these little tiny things that have been sort of forgotten, but you don't have the Italian American Heritage Month without having this group of people feel a certain, you know, outsideness or a, a, a certain, you know, un- unwelcoming from the country that they were coming to get away, to get a better life in. So I just feel like we have to acknowledge the month by acknowledging that there was things that happened to, you know, our fathers, our grandfathers, our grandmothers that came over um, and that it, it, it was so hard that they created a uh, a holiday for a guy that was, you know, Italian, but maybe not have been the best version of one of us. But then again, you know, in the in the you know late fourteen hundreds, I you know maybe it was common to go and rape and pillage. I did see another. Uh, I saw and I read. I watched another YouTube special about how you know. He was actually jailed for war crimes for some of the things that happened. Now, he part of it was he left a group of men. He left the wrong guys, you know, and 
they did bad things. They were killed by the natives. He retaliated, you know. So, you know, there's a whole story. Like maybe next year I will do the entire. Maybe I'll do some more more digging and more research in the entire Columbus thing. One thing I did find out is I was recently, by the way, talking about people who you don't know are Italian. But if any of you are Star Wars fans, and you watch uh, the Mandalorian. Uh, the character Moss Gideon is played by Giancarlo Esposito, and you'd have no freaking idea that he was, other than the name, because when I saw the credits, I didn't know who was who. But he's a, his mother is African American, his father is Italian. Um, his father actually was born in Italy, and uh, he looks black. He looks African American, which is fine. Like, I don't care. But, I wouldn't have pegged him as being an Italian American, and he is. Um, his his name is fucking awesome, like you know. Um, but he plays Moss Gideon, who's a a bad guy in the in in the series, and uh, really you know decent actor. He was in like uh, I think they said he was like in Breaking Bad or what was the other one? He was in um, a couple of different things, couple of different. Uh, Couple different things, um, uh, um, like uh, recent. Let's see, let's see what his acting credits are. He was actually born in Denmark, but uh, he's an American actor. He was on, yeah, he was on Breaking Bad. Um, uh, he got a Critics' Choice Award for Best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. Um, so maybe that's his most famous thing. Um, he was on Homicide Life on the Street. Um, Moff Gideon, not Moss Gideon, sorry, in The Mandalorian. Um, he played in Spike Lee's School Days. He was in Do the Right Thing, Mo Better Blues, Malcolm X. Uh, he was in The King of New York. Um, The Usual Suspects. Like, he was in, he was in some good stuff. He is the son of... Giovanni C. Esposito, an Italian stagehand and carpenter from Naples. And his mother is an African-American opera and nightclub singer from Alabama. So, and he's had a pretty good career. So I just wanted to give him a shout. Um, hopefully you've gotten through 26 minutes to, to, to hear that. Um, so guys, like, this is kind of just sort of the thing that I do. Things that I find interesting, things, things that I find that are that are important to me. Um, and then some shit that's not. So when I feel like having fun and trying my comedic chops, um, that's going to put a little bow, like I said, the start of Italian-American immigration, the uh, Columbus gets thrown in there because there's Columbus Day, and then to kind of appease us and then to appease us more, they gave us the month, which coincides because of Columbus and the whole shit. And then people you don't know are Italian. And then Italian, you know, some Italian American or Italian inventors um, to, you know, to kind of wrap it all up. Um, thanks, you guys, for listening. We're closing in on a thousand listens overall, which is like my long, which was my long goal. I'm hoping to get that wrapped up by a year. So we have, I don't know, about a hundred days or so to, uh, to get about 280 listens. Um, so that would be great. 
um, if we could do it. And, and if we don't, we don't, as long as we get there. But um, like, share, comment, Google, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Overcast, uh, Radio Public, and I'm missing one. No, I said Pocket Cast already, so we're good there. Instagram, I'm underscore just talking. Um, the, you know, follow me, you know, look for me. I do have a Twitter, the Warriors Hammer, which is a play on my, the, the meaning of my first name. So give me a shout, um, a comment, any of that kind of stuff. I love y'all. Um, equality, unity, respect. Jello is out. Thank you.